Welcome to the I Create Daily Podcast. I'm Leora Alderson. And I'm Devani Alderson. We're your co-hosts on this journey of creativity and productivity. I Create Daily is for artists in every genre of creating, from musicians to writers, crafters to inventors, bloggers to entrepreneurs. I Create Daily is a movement for creators serious about your art. If you're into creating anything, this podcast is definitely for you. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I Create Daily podcast. I'm Devani. And I'm Leora. And today we're doing one of the I Create Daily quote segments where Devani and I share a quote that has meaning and power to us uh, and share it with you and discuss it a little bit, hopefully to inspire you to create something today. So our quote today is by one of our favorite, well-known, motivational icons of all time, Jim Rohn. And the quote is, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. So um, if you don't know us or haven't been um, tuning into the podcast, I like fiction writing. Um, all of us in our family of entrepreneurs like to do some sort of writing of some kind. Some of it's nonfiction, some of it's fiction, and I enjoy fiction writing. And the reason I got into enjoying story and sharing my own stories was when I was younger, I loved reading. And I think a lot of us who are writers get into it because we love reading. And if you're not a writer, if you're a different kind of creator, you probably got into it because you were inspired by somebody else who did it, or you were trying to find something to fill some time with, and you fell in love with a craft of doing something. Now, if you're the first type of person where you were inspired by other people who did the thing, so for me it's writing, then sometimes we have this perception of people that we look up to, and it's like, for me, it was, Tolkien, J.K. Rowling, C.S. Lewis, all the classic cool people that we love to read. And I just thought their lives must be perfect. You know, they could sit at a cafe, they could write to their heart's content, and out came these amazing stories that we would read and soak up. And I was like, that seems like a really sweet life. And I was probably 14, 15 around that age. And so definitely an age where you're just sort of like, you have a less realistic view of the world and you think, I can do that too. I can just go to some random, cool, cute looking cafe. I can sit there like the perfect, and just picture like the perfect Instagram model or, you know, on Shutterstock when they're sitting there looking off to the distance and it's like <laughs> they have the idea and it's there and it's like, wow, I want to I wanted do that. But then you start and you sit in front of the blank page, you sit in front of the blank screen, the blank canvas, the blank whatever, because it's going to be blank first. It's you and your keyboard. It's you and your keyboard, you and your knitting, you and your painting. And... You're sitting there and it's just sort of like, huh, I'm in my home office. And it's really not like super glorious. It's very confusing. You have lots of ideas. You sit at the blank screen and sometimes it's just like, so all those fantastic ideas I had a few minutes ago because I was going to be the great next amazing globally best-selling author just 
Spanish gone. <laughs> and you're just sitting there. And what you realize is you're left with the realization that you have to show up for a process. And it's no different than any other job. Creativity is work. And it's very hard work because you're pulling something out of your mind and you're putting it into whatever medium that you put it into. So for me, I like words. And I've had that similar experience with many different activities, right? I, I like photography. I like dabbling in painting now and then. Um, it's not something that I uh, want to spend my life doing. I would like to write novels. That is something that I enjoy. Um, and I've come to realize that you fall in love with the process and that's what makes you become good. Tolkien, Rowling, C.S. Lewis, they had a process and their process was I show up every day and I write the words and it can suck. It can be amazing, but I will write those words and the work that comes out of that is what we see, right? We see the end result. We see the perfection that it is or, you know, whatever it is. And I think a lot of us don't always realize or maybe we don't want to face or maybe we know that we're romanticizing something but we don't necessarily want to address that and I think to become successful and to really master whatever you're trying to do creatively you have to address the areas that you are romanticizing so for me I also I, I love photography and I love it as a hobby I love, I don't want to be the person who shows up every day and perfects photography as a craft. I don't have an interest in doing that. It takes a lot of work. And frankly, I don't want to spend my life becoming a master photographer, but I love it. It's a fun hobby. And it's not, to clarify, because it's not that, because you work a lot. So it's not that you mind work. Right. But it's that. It's it, not that work. Yeah. It's like if I could choose what to do with my day, it would not be perfecting my photography. I enjoy doing it. I think now and then I have a good eye and I'll see something and I'm like, that's a perfect photo and that's cool. And you know, I'll post it. Maybe I'll save it for, you know, keepsake and that's fun. But I've recognized, you know, and for a long time I would romanticize being labeled a certain way. So it's like, I'm a photographer or um, I'm an aspiring photographer. And I know one of, one of my favorite authors and a friend and somebody I look up to Jeff Goins, he talks a lot about the difference between, doing and doing uh, and labeling yourself as aspiring to do something there's this thing where there is a point where you should aspire to be something but at the same time you shouldn't use i'm aspiring to do something to delay the doing of that thing and i think for a long time there were a lot of things that i did where like i'm aspiring this i'm aspiring that and really it was just like you enjoy this as a hobby and you have to face that, you know. Um, do you have examples? Yeah, I could well, go on with other examples, but I don't want to. Yeah. No, hold on. Oh, shoot. I just lost my thought. Um, that happens, too. Yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah, because I had a lot of thoughts. So um, if you to reiterate the quote by Jim Rohn, if you really want to do something, you will find a way. If you don't, you will find an excuse. And we all know the truth in that because anything that's really important to us, we do find a way to do it. And the thing is, is that we become our excuses. We become our habits. Uh, I remember what I was going to say. I think that a lot of times 
where it is sometimes the the chasm between getting to the other side of being serious about it versus the romanticized notion is that it's very hard to visualize what life is like on the other side. Yeah. Cause you haven't been there. Cause we haven't been there. So we haven't been there. It can be very hard and even feel very pretentious for us to assume that we could be and reach the status of the authors that we admire um, or the movie producers or the painters that we admire, whatever. Composers, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, but as you mentioned in a previous, like the previous session, um, we all know that none of them arrived there quickly overnight mm -hmm. and got that way the first time we saw them. It, what was behind that was many, many, many long, hard hours of creating daily, showing up and doing the work. So we just have to get and so back to the romanticized notion though. So yes, if we're romanticizing it, but we're not willing to do the work, then maybe it isn't like with your photography, something you enjoy, something you'll probably do all your life, but not something you're going to take into a serious profession right. other than to use it for our own blogs and websites right, as we do, yeah. but not as in to sell right. to others and make a living from it. Um, so it doesn't mean you can't do it, but what you've recognized is you're not serious enough about that to put in the blood, sweat, and tears to right. hone that craft. To be the best of the thing. Yeah. But with writing, so you've recognized and you've addressed your romanticized notion, you know, of the image of the writer's life. And which I just, I, I always go back to those Shutterstock images and maybe you've seen them. We'll, we'll um, stick a few down for um, humor's sake. But it's just like, and I always laugh whenever I would see them. Because I'm like, that's not what it looks like. And it would be like this this lady with, like, great, perfect hair. And she'd just be sitting there with, like, a pencil stuck in her ear. And she'd be, like, wistfully looking at the distance. <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm looking at the idea out there. And it's on the horizon. And it's on the tip of my tongue. And it will be spun into gold on this typewriter. And, and, you, and when you start creating, you know that that's not realistic. Except at the same time you kind of wish it was because it's like, oh my God, why is it so easy for that person? <laughs> you know, and, and but it never, it, it never is. It never is that easy. And I think the, the quicker you get out of, um, the quicker you recognize that you romanticize, and that's, it's fine to romanticize something. I think that's what yeah. sparks your curiosity about it. Yeah. That's what's, in it. yeah. You got to envision, you got to envision a better possibility. Mm -hmm. So the thing about the rom romanticized notion is though, once you're on the other side of the success of it, some of it is that romantic venue. Some of it is the audiences that invite you to speak because you're the published and highly successful author. Some of it is that you easily get the next book deal or easily get the next many sales of your book because you've built an audience and you've built a reputation of success and things do actually get easier. But even then, you know, the, the writers still, it gets back to between them and their keyboard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's between the, them and the blank screen. Yeah. And it, it, it is always then just a battle of finding the way to do the things that matter to us. Um, so you said earlier, and it's another good quote, you fall in love with the process and that's what makes you become good. So that's what's important. What you were describing, the romanticized notion is often the end vision of what that famous person's life or that successful person's life must be like. Mm -hmm. And that's good to hold into our vision board, so to speak, to aspire to our version of what that will look like, whether we're traveling the world or speaking or have a stack of novels with our name on it mm -hmm. uh, or paintings. Because you have to have a clear vision of what you're trying to get to. 
in terms of like when you write a novel, for instance, you have to have that clear vision of where am I taking this story? And so with your own life, you have to be like, where am I taking the story of my life? What yeah. is the end destination of this? And then you work your way backwards and say, how do I get to that? Yeah. And so you that image is a good one to keep for reminding yourself and coming back to this is what I show up for. This is why I'm waking up in the morning. This is why I'm staying up late at night. This is why I'm doing this, you mm -hmm. know, is because at the end of my life, I'm going to look back and I'm going to think, wow, you know, look how far this has come mm -hmm. and look how much I've created and look how much. And even if you don't put it out in the world, say that you're just, you want to show up every day and create something, whether or not the world sees it or not, because that's the thing too. Would you be doing it if the world saw it or not? And yes, we all want the recognition. We all want the significance of being important but you get the significance of being important by doing the things that are important to you. Yes. And so that's, that's how part. you, that's how you get there, wherever there is for you. Yeah, no, that's great. So yeah, my example, personal example would be dancing. You know, I've always loved dancing. And uh, when I was growing up in Hawaii, um, there, there, it, the only dancing was Hawaiian, which was fantastically beautiful, but not being Hawaiian blood, I, I don't know, I just always like loved seeing the beautiful brown Hawaiian women with gorgeous hair like yours doing it uh, instead, you know, and so I didn't take up dancing. Um, and then there really weren't the other kind of modern dancing opportunities like there are today. So yet, if I think about it, you know, would I have practiced? So one of the ways I kind of know um, about whether it was just an interest and a romanticized notion versus something really serious, and that's what sets apart the ones who are destined to make it a profession uh, and to make it their art, and that is if they would be doing it no matter what. Mm -hmm. you know, like you were saying, would, even if it never got published, would you be doing it no matter what? Um, and yes, so if you're, if, that, if you're not into that, then it could just be that it's a romanticized idea, or it could be that you haven't immersed in it enough to become obsessed with it yet. Yeah. Because the thing about, I tend to think of it as swimming in the sea of creativity. And when we're swimming, then we get into the flow of swimming. So, and once we're in the flow of swimming, then we get swept away mm -hmm. in the beauty and the immersion of that. And so again, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Jim Rohn. So I let us know your thoughts. Um, what do you really enjoy doing? Are there anything in, have you noticed anything in life that maybe you thought was this amazing thing to do and then you got into it and you realized, well, it takes quite a bit of work and effort here. And again, it's not about not liking work or effort. It's about you have, uh, and I don't like to say we have really short lives, but the reality is that in the scheme of the universe, we're here for a short time. And so what are you going to put your energy into? And are you currently doing something you love to do? So, and yeah, and if you're not sure, because the thing is, is that as we are on the journey, we find new paths of opportunity. Um, and then we might pursue things and each one leads us to the next. So if you're not sure, you know, if what you're doing is going to be your ultimate passion, but there's not a big other lure pulling you toward that horizon, then go ahead and dive in. Immerse, like we talked about in the previous quote podcast, uh, immerse in whatever it is that you think your art is to be in the world, and that will begin to lead you to the next and the next open door of opportunity. All right, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for joining us for the I Create Daily podcast. Please let us know what creatives you would like us to interview and what topics you would be interested in hearing more about. And if you enjoyed this show, please leave a review on iTunes. We value your feedback. We read all the reviews and it just helps us get the word out on the I Create Daily podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.